Welcome to episode zero of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-hosts are Lenora and Les. Tonight, we're talking about introductions, but first, let's get to talking about what we're drinking. So, I'll go first. I'm being fancy tonight, and I'm drinking Cran Tangerine Juice. (laughs) (laughs) With, uh... <clears throat> with a little splash of New Amsterdam pineapple vodka. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yes. Tasty. Yes, it's very tasty. So so that's what I'm drinking. I'm writing with a true gem of a pencil that I forgot how much I loved. The IBM Electrographic. <gasps> oh. oh, but I have two of them, and I'm savoring them because I'm really... I'm scared when I don't have any more, so... And I can't afford to buy others. So I'm writing with that in a Field Notes cherry wood. Which is a nice combo, believe it or not. It reminds me of the uh, the Japanese paper that I use for um, note-taking. Um, so that's that's what I'm using this evening. Uh, Lenore? Um, I am drinking some Old Forester, and since my husband is not here to mock me for it i put a splash of kalua in it mm. nice yeah it is it's, it's really tasty but it would i would endure no end of mockery if he uh if he were here <laughs> and i'm writing with a, a high tide pencil <laughs> because oh. because the print made me so happy and it's actually quite nice and i'm writing in a um a mount tom from bob slate that i think Les sent nice. to me actually quite possibly yeah i have a I have one that Les sent to me too, which actually I love because Mount Tom is in Holyoke, the town I live oh. in. So, yeah. Thanks, Les. <laughs> you guys are great. Um, all right. So, uh, Les, what, what about you? I, I'm, I'm boring tonight. I have to go and pick up Christy, so I'm drinking water. Oh, I man. know. I'm a slacker. Um, and let's see, I am writing with, um, a Nataraj metallic in, that is purple and it is gorgeous. I'm waiting for mine. It's going to be a month. God, it takes so long. Um, but yeah, so pretty. And they, this one is really soft and dark. The rest of them are a little harder, but this one's really soft and dark. And I am writing in a uh, story supply company by CW Pencil Enterprise Pencil Pusher Blue Pocket Notebook. Very nice. Um, How do you like those uh, Pencil Pusher Notebooks? I I love the paper that's in them, but the uh, lines are a little too narrow for my preference. I prefer a slightly wider line. And let me actually, I'm going to get out a ruler and I'm going to check how wide they are. Because I like I like a five to six millimeter line, and I think these are closer to a four. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I write pretty big. So I, it's well, you could just work. use two lines if you write it's big. True, but true. I mean, the narrower can actually be better if you write big. So they're actually they're actually five millimeters. Maybe I like a six or seven instead. Oh. It maybe they just you didn't even know. I didn't even know. Um. Yeah, so they just, they seem a little narrow for me, um, but I do like, the paper is awesome. It's nice and smooth, the line is, is nice and, it's gray, it's not too dark, and uh, yeah, I like them. 
I like them a lot. I, I have those, have... but I haven't cracked into them yet. Oh. I love the cover. They're just beautiful. Yeah. The, I love the colors of the cover. The mustard yellow, mm-hmm. the pale, mm-hmm. the pale blue. Um, and then what's the other color? Red. The red is sort of like a tomatoey, yes. but it's it's dusty. I don't know. I like I like mm-hmm. them. And uh, doesn't it have a spot in it to like test your pencils and actually like record? It, it does. There is a spot in the back to test your pencils, but I always dedicate the back page because I like to test my pencils on the actual paper I'm using, not on the cover stock. Yes. So um, I I find that a little not helpful in terms of the use of the yeah. notebook. Well, of course, because, like, you're not... That's not a good representation of what the pencil writes on the yeah, paper. Yeah, it's, it's completely off. So, cool. So, all right. Um, in this episode, uh, what's new is going to be um, our podcast. Um, so RSVP is kind of the child of me, Les, and Lenore. Um, it came to be because we did a... Um, podcast takeover on April Fool's for the Erasable podcast, and the response to what we produced was really positive, um, and we all enjoyed recording with each other, and we all love stationery. So it was kind of just the the next step um, to recording our own kind of podcast, and RSVP, obviously, is stationery related, and really what I want to do with the podcast, and I think my co-hosts can agree, is kind of cover you know the stationary world with like broad strokes um talk about anything from pencils to pens to paper to supplies um and also get in on some social commentary about the community because believe it or not uh you know talking about stationary can get pretty heated <laughs> so <laughs> um, <laughs> it turns out that people yes. have opinions about these yes. things. do indeed yes. So that's kind of like, you know, where I see it. I mean, as with anything, it kind of will evolve naturally as as time goes on. But I think initially, you know, just basically this podcast is just what we'd be talking about if we were hanging out together anyway. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. It's what we do talk about when we do hang out together. Yes, it's true. It's true. So that's kind of what, you know, what. I want to get out of this experience. Uh, what about either of you? Do you guys have any other additional thoughts about that? I agree with what you've been what you've been saying. I think that you know we all have opinions and ideas about stationery and all of the like tools that we use and why we use them, um, and we're opinionated and we want to talk about these things and we talk about them all the time anyway. So why not record it and have some fun while we do it? And I, I'd like to, I, I really enjoy getting into new things and I just, I always have. And part of what is interesting to me about this is that I frequently end up in a different place than I thought I was going to, you know, that I frequently, uh, start out liking something and then figure out, okay, maybe that's actually not what I like. And, um, and sometimes even the opposite, sometimes start out really disliking something and then coming back around to thinking it's, you know, to finding a place for it in my life. So that's actually been part of my, what, journey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I definitely agree with you. So I I think, uh, I think what comes out of this will be something really awesome. And I, I do want to add that, 
I think for me personally, what motivated me to start this the most, besides the response that we got from the community, is that I really, you know, long for an all-female podcast about something. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's, that's fun. It's, it's fun, it's different, and I think that, you know, a lot of times with, with hobbies, um, sometimes, you know women get underrepresented or they don't have a voice like they should be able to have a voice. So I think that not to get all social justicey on this, but I think that, you know, for me being able to express my opinion in this medium and getting it out to other people is, is important to me personally. Um, Representation so. is important. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing with, with RSVP. And like I said, Things will most likely change as we evolve, but for now we have this this format going, and I think it'll I think it'll work. I think you guys listening will be pretty pleased with what we we produce for you guys. So that's that. Um, <clears throat> so the main topic or the main topics today um, are a little different than than what we're going to be doing um, since this is episode zero. Um, we're going to introduce ourselves talk a little bit about our personal lives not too personal <laughs> um and uh you know just general knowledge about who we are as as people as stationary lovers um so i'll go first um you know with introductions you know with who i am and how i got into stationary um and all that stuff so i'm d i am a libra i <laughs> i uh I'm a full-time student. I am a part-time writing tutor at a local community college. Um, so stationery is kind of important to my to my job. I need to use pencil and paper every day. Um, I got into stationery a very long time ago, but it kind of ebbed and flowed as my life kind of went on. Um, when I was in school, uh, like high school, I always loved like the beginning of the school year, buying school supplies like that. You know, this was before lists were given to students to buy stuff. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of were able to just kind of say, this is what I want. This is what, you know, and you just buy everything you need. And that was just my favorite time of the year is just picking out new notebooks and like color coordinating things like having this notebook color and this folder color for this class and, you know, selecting pencils and sharpeners and erasers. So that was my first kind of interest as a as a grade schooler and then it kind of dropped off because i i worked retail for 18 years a horrible 18 mm. years <laughs> um, so using stationery really wasn't a thing it was mostly computer stuff um a little bit every now and then but it was just whatever pen was lying around and then as i got older i began to get a little bit more nostalgic for for analog things i think anyone that's kind of in my age group, uh, mid thirties, um, you know, is hitting that point in their life where they kind of miss the old days, so to speak. So yeah, it was on a whim. I went on eBay and I was searching for the pencil I used to use in high school. It was an Eberhard Faber principal pencil and I found it and I bought, them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was so excited and that's kind of like how I found the erasable community was just like looking furiously online for vintage pencils. And the rest is kind of history. Like 
this the erasable community that kind of brought me into stationery and and I think you guys would agree is one of the most inclusive online communities that I've ever been involved with. It's very gentle. Yes. Yeah. And That's I I really exactly. appreciate that. Yes. Um as someone I'm also into video games and other kind of stuff and usually you have to have a hard shell uh to to deal with people in groups and deal with a lot of drama i mean it's I, I couldn't even tell you how many times there's been drama in erasable maybe two or three in the entire years that i've been right. you know like and and even that drama pales in comparison it's it's very mild drama yeah um so yeah so you know that's kind of what got me to really stay involved with the stationary world because it was nice to just have people to talk to that understood my passion um and for you know for me it's you know one of the things that you know one of the questions we have for getting to know us is what do we do for happiness stationary i mean it's kind of become that it's kind of become that hobby like i use it for school obviously i have to and i use it for work but it's kind of become like it ranks up there with my other hobbies which are you know gaming and all that kind of stuff so 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 yeah i think that that it's so much more than just paper and pencils and, and stuff like that. And and I think people that don't understand that kind of give you that look, like, what do you mean you have a pencil podcast or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking <laughs> about for the yeah. other after the first two minutes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and for my stationary usage, um, I touched upon it just before, I use it at work. Um, I edit student papers, so... I find that using, you know, red marking pencil works best because I'm editing stuff on copy paper. And for that, I mean, I use, I usually like to use like a double ended pencil, so a blue and a red. Um, so it allows me to kind of like edit and then also comment on the fly and it's really helpful to the student. And then for school, I used to use like really expensive, well, not really expensive, but comparatively speaking, expensive notebooks from Japan that had this really nice smooth paper. But then I realized that 90% of the notes that I take are going to go in the garbage. So, um, you know, I just use Staples brand, like one subject notebooks uh, to take notes. As long as it's comfortable to write on it, it kind of doesn't need to be archival. Exactly. So, and if something's really archival, like my statistic notes that I will use until I finish schooling, I transfer them over to like better paper. Um, so, so I use stationery in that way. I mean, I'm always using a pencil. I refuse to use pen unless I have to sign my name legally on something. And even then, um, my bank has mobile deposit, so I just sign my checks in pencil. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> you rebel, you. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, That's so transgressive. Yeah, like, because, you know, I mean, it's like, what they don't want the check, so why bother? So, yeah, I mean, my stationary use is from a student perspective. And I think once I finish school, I'm really excited. That, you know, I, I'm a psychology major. I'm eventually going to get my master's in social work and do clinical work. Um, stationary is very involved with that profession. So I'm kind of excited that I'm getting into something where I'm still going to be able to use analog tools. Mm. Um I'm sad that pencil probably will not be something I can use. It's not. But still. <laughs> yeah. But still, there there are pens out there that I do mm. have. So. Well, you're also um, not going to quit writing just because you're doing Correct. Stuff work. Correct. Yeah. So, 
Um, and then finally, my stationary items that I obsess over. I am a huge collector of Eberhard Faber pencils. Um, I have, I don't know how many I have. I have a lot. Um, but anything Eberhard Faber, I mean, my goal is to eventually collect everything in the world, but that's impossible. That'll never happen. Um, but so yeah, just like I love their style from the fifties and sixties, like their ads, everything about, you know, their, their boxes that the, that the black wings came in. Oh, just, those boxes. Yeah. Like you open them and it's kind of an interactive like box. Cause it, it opens, like it's showing you how the eraser works on the pencil. I mean, you know, so I just, I really like Eberhard Faber and just for quality. I mean, I've written with a pencil that's 50 years old that, and it writes better than, than some of the pencils that are made today. So, and I also obsess over, and this is a new obsession, write notepads. Oh yeah. They've, they've replaced field notes for me for the most part. Um, I am a completionist. So a lot of times I'll, I'll write in a field notes to finish it. Cause I don't like to just have half used notebooks around. But yeah, I've kind of made the switch to write. I like the binding better for me. Ew. Gross. I, I, I don't know. I don't like it. I, I don't know what it's about. You know, what, Less you we're know, allowed just, to like different things. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I like them. I, I, I like the paper a lot. That I agree with. So. The paper and the write notepads is amazing. Yes. So, and I don't like their dot grid though. And their, um their graph because their graph is very tiny so but still that's kind of been my new obsession is just write notepads in general so that's kind of it for me I kind of babbled on there a bit but that's who I am so um I guess uh Lenore you want to go next oh sure uh so yeah my my segue into stationary love I um when I was a kid I actually wrote a lot of letters I had friends that I wrote letters to and I was into the the stationary you know what what Americans think of when we stay, say stationary which is paper specially printed with stuff around the borders you know <laughs> yeah um, so you know I, I had a fairly extensive collection of stationary and I spent my allowance on it a lot and I had a lot of that that I took off even even took off to college with me even though a lot of it was kind of too young for me at that point um I wish I still had some of that stuff, actually. I'm, I'm sure it, you know, all just got thrown in the trash at some point. But, um, and then my mom, actually, I, I rediscovered a few years back uh, that my mom had bought me, when I was a kid, some pencils with my name printed on them. You know, that she could, I mean, it was the kind of thing that you probably cut a little slip out of the back of the parade magazine on Sunday. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And filled it out and sent it in with a check or money order and waited for six weeks. Um, but, you know, they were quite nice. And, and I used them all through grade school, and they were they were different colors. They were really pretty. And then I still had some of them I hadn't used up, and I had gone to mechanicals like everybody else did in high school. And then I was in college probably using mechanicals. I don't even remember what I was using. And then I got married and changed my name, and then they didn't. You know, of course, I still had these pencils, but it wasn't my name anymore. So they just sat in a box through, you know, N moves. And mm-hmm. then I got divorced and I went back to my uh, to my maiden name. And I, w- I was hunting through stuff one day and I found these pencils and I was like, oh, 
these are nice. Look at these. I'd forgotten <laughs> all about them, right? And so then I, I sharpened one up, and they were actually really nice pencils. They were quality pencils. And at this point, you know, I'd been already married again and had um, I'd been married again for years already. And I had my daughter was probably three or four years old. And I thought, oh, I need to get some pencils for her. So I start looking for personalized pencils and down the rabbit hole I went because this was, I don't know, probably about four years ago. And I started trying to find personalized pencils. And first of all, almost everything I could find had a 500 pencil minimum order because they're for corporate. They're advertising pencils, right? So just to order a couple dozen pencils with your kid's name on it was not was not at all easy to find and hunting for that brought me around to pencil revolution and i actually emailed without knowing who wrote it of course you know i i did the little contact form to ask and he actually got back to me and said that he had been thinking about this place he'd been thinking about ordering from this place but he hadn't done it yet and he sent me over to them and I ordered from them and you know selected some pencils which was not easy but then I was reading his blog and just I started looking for black wings I discovered the black wing and just went so deeply into the rabbit hole for a (laughs) little while of what a difference it can make to have to have such a small such a um such a utilitarian object, you know, something that's completely overlooked, right? It's just a pencil. What difference could it make? And to find out exactly what a difference it could make and how big a difference there is between a good execution of that very, very simple idea and a poor execution of it and how Mm -hmm. often I had been using things that were poorly executed because I just didn't know any better. Yeah. And so, you know, once you pick up, many, many of us in the group have talked about the revelation that occurs the first time you pick up a black wing and just realize that there's, there can be such a beauty to this object, that there can be such a pleasure in using this extremely utilitarian object, you know, and it's, it's like picking up a salt shaker and being like, oh my God, this is the best salt <laughs> shaker I've ever used. Yes. I didn't know a salt shaker could be this way, right? Uh, <laughs> I've been using crap salt shakers all my life and I had no idea. So, uh, that's <laughs> um, you know, so that's kind of how I came around to where I am. And, uh, and you know, as soon as you start talking about stationery with stationery geeks, um, there's a never ending supply of of geekery to be had (laughs) and there's pleasure in all of it yes and then a year after that probably i i ended up over at erasable and um you know just kind of found my people Mm -hmm. i think erasable is like the common bond for all of us absolutely yeah Yeah, absolutely it's where we met right so yes (laughs) What do you uh, do for a living? I am a chemistry professor. And so actually most of my writing happens just directly on the computer. Most of my composing happens directly on the computer. I don't get, I I miss writing, um, but I just don't have really a lot of space for it in my life right now. 
Although I carried on my courtship with my husband <laughs> largely through the United States mail. And um, we we each have a, a big pile of letters from when we were first uh, when we were dating because we were t- we were in separate states for the first two years that we were dating. Um, do you find though the like like because chemistry like obviously you can write the letters and numbers of chemical compounds, but drawing them like how do you do that on a computer? I would think that you'd always need like a pencil or a pen to kind of illustrate that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So when I'm when I'm working with students in office hours or when I'm planning things, um, yeah, I definitely use um, analog media for that, and that's a you know that's that's one of my big uses of pencil. Uh, there are a lot of drawing programs that you can use, but they're not something that you would want to use if you were just having a discussion with a student in office hours. But yeah. to put structures on. Um, to put structures on exams or on worksheets or uh, other materials on the computer, um, you know the standard program. Every every industry has a couple standard programs. The standard program for drawing chemical structures is called ChemDraw, and <laughs> um, yeah, and how creative. Well, yeah, but I mean the name tells you what it is, right? <laughs> um, and then there's also a program called Odyssey that I use pretty heavily. That is uh, molecular simulation software, so kind of showing what the molecules are looking like at the at the molecular level and what their behavior would be and how the how the molecules interact with each other, how uh, molecular compounds are different from ionic compounds, and how solids, liquids, and gases are different. Um, those kinds of pictures that you see um, can be made with a program like Odyssey, and so I use a lot of um, figures and stills from that in my teaching materials as well. Cool. I always, yeah, I always wondered that, like just how that transfers. If you have to like, you know, make up an exam with an image on it. Yeah. I feel like I would just hand draw it and, you know, copy it. But yeah, that's pretty cool that there's stuff to do that. You can do that. But the problem with that is then, um, when you're posting things online, then you, you kind of added an extra step where you have to print. Yeah. You have to print, draw, and then scan it back in to post. And, um, I mean, I've certainly done that. And on my current computer, I haven't bought the updated version of ChemDraw and loaded it on yet. I've just never really gotten around to it because I have a sufficient library of structures, <laughs> you know, just save <laughs> Yeah, they the really folder. don't change. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, it, it is frequently the case that I would like to be able to slap in a new structure instead of using one of the ex- existing ones. But generally, it's just too much trouble at any given moment <laughs> because I'm on deadline. So, yes. you know, I never get a, I never need... Uh, to buy the new edition of ChemDraw until I'm actually in the middle of something where I don't really have time for it right now. And then it's like, la, 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 I don't need it now. I've got other things to do. So, you know, maybe I'll just skip this computer. And the next time I get a new computer, I'll buy ChemDraw for it right away. (laughs) And I'll be able to make all new structures. Yeah. In a perfect world. Yeah. You know, but once once you draw the structure and save it as a PNG file, you know, you're pretty much good for a while. Yeah. Um, anything else uh, about yourself that you'd like to share with the world? Oh, uh, no, no, definitely not. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's eight now and she's, um, 
I, every time a new box of pencils come comes into the house, she basically just claims one. She just thinks she has a right to, <laughs> you know, ooh, that's a pretty pencil. Can I have it? I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I only drew the line at the uh, effing brilliant pencils. I haven't let her have any of those, but everything else yeah. she's got one of. Like, she's got one of each color of the jades and... I could imagine the the drama if she brought one of those effing pencils to uh, school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would would definitely get in trouble for that one. (laughs) Cool. So, uh, Les, we're on to you. All right. Well, so I've been into stationery since I was pretty much in high school. I got into it because I was taking art classes and eventually I went on to uh, focus on art in my undergrad. Um, so stationery has always been important, but focus specifically on art supplies, um, and, and using pencils for drawing. We had to use pencils or charcoal in all of my drawing classes starting back in high school. Um, but I must've blown through hundreds of pencils in high school alone, just drawing all of the time because I was one of those art geeks. Um, I spent all of my free time, study halls and everything, skipping classes in the art room. Um, so yeah, that, that was how I really first started getting into stationery. I also did a lot of pen and ink drawings when I was in high school and, and college. So a lot of India ink and a lot of, I really enjoyed the Pentel black ink pens when I was in high school. Um, I had one that was refillable and one of my very good friends stole it from me and denied she stole it. And 20 years later, we got up and we had beers and she admitted to me she stole my pen. Um, so that was... You guys were still friends? Which, or did you like just leave? No, we're, we're still friends. We're, we're still friends. We're still friends. Uh, I forgave her for stealing because I understood why she stole my pen. It was friggin' cool. It was a great <laughs> pen. It was stainless steel. It was refillable. <laughs> And apparently she used it all through her undergrad. So, you know, it went on to, to be used. Um, I might be bitter. Um, <laughs> the telltale heart. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, and that has moved me into, you know, now that I'm a, an adult, I use um, fountain pens. And I use them not just for writing, but I also use them for drawing. So I have a whole bunch of fountain pens, which gasp horrors I fill with India ink um which is like and why is that bad I mean I've heard that uh, that's bad but I don't know why India ink is it's made out of a particulate it's carbon black um it's very finely ground but it can clog but it also has varnish in it um so when it dries it drives waterproof and if you've ever let India ink dry in a fountain pen as I have it makes these chunks that are almost impossible to get out but so I stick to fountain pens that I can completely disassemble and scrub apart, scrub with a, a toothbrush to get out any chunks or, or things that might clog it. Um, I don't, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not putting India ink in my, in my Twisbees or, you know, my Pelicans, although I do have a, a an antique um, Pelican Go uh, that I bought specifically to put India ink in and I've completely destroyed it. Uh, yeah. So, did you bring it back to life afterwards? Oh yeah, of course, or of it, course. Or is it toast? I I, oh, okay. I I disassembled <laughs> it, scrubbed it, and it it works, but you know, not not the way it should. <laughs> um. So what else? Um. Paper. 
so I, I make books too and in terms of paper like I got into making books because I couldn't find a sketchbook with the paper that I liked so it was a matter of finding the right paper and binding it together um, and, and that's how I got into stationery um, and in terms of what I do for work so I'm a therapist and I am unable to use pencils in my daily practice. I, mean, I, I can technically take session notes and my notes with pencil, but it is frowned upon because they are, you know, they can be subpoenaed for court and it's not considered legal to have it done in pencil, which is bizarre. Also, my workplace requires that I use black or blue ink, in part because I think black and blue ink is professional and other more interesting colors are not. So I'm forced to use, you know, ugly ink or boring ink. Not ugly, boring, boring ink. Um, in, instead of, you know, teal, <laughs> like I might like. Um, right. And although I've gotten away with, you know, signing my name on documents in teal and green and purple and turquoise <laughs> so they don't they don't complain about that but if i were to write like a comprehensive assessment in teal ink it would probably get handed back to me uh <laughs> and then in terms of happiness i am it actually d this relates to some of your questions that you've been putting on erasables lately um mm -hmm. i started writing novels as a way to unwind my mind from writing my thesis because I would, oh, nice. I, yeah, I would spend all day just staring at my computer and hashing out this really heavy information for my thesis, and I needed like a way to just like shift out of thesis mind. So I started writing really trashy fiction um, with witches <laughs> and vampires and werewolves, <clears throat> um, and it it really does. It's a great way to unwind. And so I've just kept up on that. And right now I've just hit 80,000 words in my most recent novel. And I, it, it might be something that I can actually publish. I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's maybe a topic for a further uh, episode, but sort of like the idea of like writing for myself versus writing for other people. Um, mm -hmm. So that is how actually I use, mostly use my stationary goods um, in my, in my off time in as my hobby for writing. Yeah, I feel like with with this this thesis I'm going to be working on, I will need to decompress because yeah. uh, I only have two semesters to do completely unique research from the ground up and get that all together. So yeah. it goes a lot faster than you'd think. Um, like I did, I did the majority of my research over a one month period. And mm -hmm. then I spent another month sort of crunching those numbers and figuring things out and then typing it up. And it, it just goes so much faster, but it is really heavy. You know, it's, it's just so much information. There's a lot of psych information that I was reading and processing. And it, but it does go faster than you would expect. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> except actually... when it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be writing this stuff, uh, like the literature review part, obviously over the summer. But yeah. it stinks that I, I have a specific timeline; like I can't do research until a certain period of time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll definitely need to be uh, writing some, you know, fun stuff to kind of get my mind mm. free. 
And in terms of of stationary items that I obsess over, oh man, what don't I obsess over? Um, <laughs> I have got an enormous collection of fountain pen ink. It's it, and like I actually like I I dumped out some Noodler's ink recently for reasons that I won't go into in the podcast. Um, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I have I have way too much ink. I'm never gonna use it all. Like even if I wrote everything I ever wrote in fountain pen. I would never use it all. I have so much ink; it's it's ridiculous. And I and I have a lot of teal ink. Um, I, I like this the shades of blue that lean a little bit green, and then I've got like sparkly inks. So, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of ink, and you know, of course, then I've got pencils um, coming out my ears. I've got so many pencils, but so. you go through them. I do. I use a lot of pencils because I I enjoy using the pencils for writing. I Well, I enjoy the fountain pens too, but like I really, and there's something about taking a pencil and destroying it as I create something. Uh, it's, I don't know. And then seeing like, okay, so I wrote all of these pages with this pencil and now there's nothing left but this eraser and feral. Um, so I don't know. There's something really cool about using a pencil up entirely. Whereas like when I use up a fill in a fountain pen, it's like, well, okay, I'm just going to, Rinse it out and fill it back up. It's less satisfying. True. On the other hand, I do go through it faster. Like, I I actually do end up refilling my fountain pens, and I never get down to a pencil nub. But do you really try? No. No, because, I'm, <laughs> I mean, what I'm using... The reason I got into fountain pens in the first place was because I was using um, plastic pens mm. for grading. You know, because I needed the green ink for grading... And, um, so I was going through, I hated generating plastic waste for that. And that's actually why I started buying fountain pens mm -hmm. was just for grading. And that's really the only thing I use them for. It's not that pleasurable to me to use the fountain pen. I mean, it's, it's fine. I've got some that I enjoy using, but yeah. I would rather be writing with a pencil mm. at any given moment. I, I actually, there, I have some fountain pens that I really, really enjoy using. Um, like my Twisby 530 from the original batch, which is completely new um, after all the parts have cracked and been replaced. Um, but I really enjoy using that pen. There's just something about how it how it glides across paper. There's just it's just so nice to use, especially with a good ink in it. Um, it's it's as pleasurable as a pencil. It has a different tactile feel, but it's really just kind of kind of nice to use. Whereas I like, I don't actively try and empty that, but I actively try and and destroy a pencil as I use it. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for me. All right. Um. So that's kind of the end of our our little episode zero. Just to kind of, you know, introduce ourselves and, and what we're here for and what we're going to be doing. Um. So all three of us have some kind of online presence. So for myself, you can find me at theweeklypencil.com on Twitter at the weekly pencil, uh, on Instagram at the weekly pencil and on Facebook at the weekly pencil. There's a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's a theme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's where you can find me. Um, 
What about you, uh, Les? You can find me at ComfortableTruthStudio.com. I'm at, on Instagram, I'm Original Elsie Harper. On Facebook, you can find me at Comfortable Shoes. Twitter, I'm Original Elsie Harper as well. All right. And Lenore. I'm just on Facebook. You can okay. find me through the Erasables group. All right. You can find our podcast, RSVP, at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. 